I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. This is an open letter to those I care about who refuse to engage. You have not considered what it would mean for you if I am right. You need to now. To those I care about, that you think I'm crazy is not primarily an insult to me. It makes me feel sad for you. If you feel insulted in what's to follow, ask yourself how I must feel, having spent days, weeks, months, or longer trying to convince you to reconnect to your humanity. And please do not do yourselves or me the favor of pretending, well, I don't think you're crazy, but I don't care to be lied to. I do not lie to you. The extent to which it bothers me that you think I'm crazy is the extent to which I have overestimated who we are to one another. I know you think I'm crazy. Because if you did not, you would have to admit I might be right. If I am, you would be wrong about most of what you believe when it comes to how the world works and your place in it. That horrifies you. It should not horrify you because there is still time for you to understand. I will not try to convince you that by coming to terms with the fact that most of what you know is wrong, the world becomes a far better, more open, more honest, and more exciting place, though it unquestionably does. I want to focus on the fact that if you examine your mind, you'll discover that you have not once thought about what it would mean if I am right. You know I'm not stupid or lazy or uninformed or malicious or dishonest or mean-spirited or gullible. Don't you? I know you do. So you tell yourself instead that I am crazy. But you don't even go that far because it seems too extreme. Moral clarity frightens you. You convince yourself he's not crazy, but he's crazy about this. As if that's even a coherent thought. You think that makes sense because you mistake passion or focus for insanity. Have you never been passionate about something? Have you never been focused on something? Can you only know you're not crazy when certain other people agree? Do you understand that my view of these important issues now shares vast majority support? Your view is now the view outside the mainstream. Your view is shared by everyone who stands to continue benefiting from the mass adoption of the belief you hold and virtually no one else. The number of people continuing to benefit from the world your position has created is decreasing ever more rapidly. The number of people being harmed by the world your position allows is increasing. As the harm grows, people reach a personal precipice at which they understand it is the worldview itself creating the harm. At this point, they release their hold on the false reality your worldview espouses. The pandemic and the stolen election, a position 70% of the country now understands, are the two most significant crises in America since at least the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And you, in your comfort, have not been affected by either enough to consider that you might be wrong. Consider what that says about your life. If you were relatively unaffected by these events, then you should not call them crises and you should not weigh in. You spectated as crises played out in scripted form on television and social media. The story was designed to hold your attention, and every bit of it was planned out at Johns Hopkins. Were you forced from your home? Did you lose your job? 
Was your business and life's work deemed non-essential and destroyed? Did your children miss school or have their development stunted? Were you censored by your own government? Were you refused life-saving medical treatment because people on the internet called it a conspiracy? In the face of actual people being harmed, you took the side of those doing the harm and justified it by saying you would surely avoid greater harms in the future. After 18 months, your side has not made this calculation correctly a single time. And you, we are told, are the smart ones. How can that be so when you're among the last people on earth to understand the basic truths of the two most significant crises of your life? You were right, you say. You helped. Sure, maybe you erred, but always on the side of safety. That's what makes you morally blameless in all of this, is it not? You can't be held responsible because your consistent grievous errors were ever on the side of safety, and everyone agrees that your recommendations were all the safer option. The media agrees. The corporations agree. The public health experts at the NIH and CDC and FDA agree. The social media companies, the entertainment industry, global bankers, and almost every politician besides those bad Trump people agree. Your side airs on the side of safety literally all the time, while we are always on the side of reckless disinformation, conspiracy, and ignorance. But what if, for instance, masks cause physical and psychological harm, as every study says they do? Are you erring on the side of safety when you force them on children? You've decided it's not worth finding out. Enough people have agreed it's the right thing to do. You're helping. You wore a mask when you were told to, you stayed home when you were told to, you voted for who you were told to, and now you have injected yourself with an experimental gene therapy, which is already the deadliest vaccine in history because you were told to. You may well line up to do this again in the coming months as you take another dose of the same concoction because you will be told to. You will call it a booster because you're told to. You will pretend your action is not an honest admission that the vaccine as advertised does not work, and you will explain it however they tell you to. How does this help the people you care about into the future, whose harm is ongoing? You are watching them suffer, and you are willing to help so long as it does not require you changing your mind. The saddest thing of all is that so many people really do believe they are helping by wearing masks and getting shots. This means one of two things, either you and everyone you respect believes the same things from all the same sources all the time, or you have not seriously considered that some of the people closest to you in your life might be right about matters you will admit you know next to nothing about, if you have a shred of honesty. Is that so hard to believe they might be? I know you have one last out, so let me stop you right there. You just thought, well, okay, he might turn out right, but probably not. So we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it because he's not right. This only means you considered that it is possible that I am right. You didn't consider what it would mean if I was. You then immediately dismissed the possibility by telling yourself once again that I must be crazy about this. Spare me. Tell me which of the following beliefs are crazy. I believe as you do that. Sometimes politicians lie. They have lied. Sometimes politicians are corrupt. I believe politicians have acted corruptly. Sometimes judges are corrupt. I believe judges have acted corruptly. I believe as you do that parts of our military have their own agenda. I believe parts of our military have acted on their own agenda. 
Parts of our intelligence community have their own agenda. I believe parts of our intelligence community have acted on their own agenda. The media does not tell the truth. I believe the media has not told the truth. I believe as you do that corporate interests sometimes control our politicians to the detriment of the people. This has happened. Some pharmaceutical companies have done wonders and some have done damage, but the pharmaceutical companies always profit. The pharmaceutical companies are now profiting while doing damage. Some doctors break their Hippocratic oath. They have. They continue to. I believe as you do that the science evolves. I believe the science evolving does not explain how masks don't work and then do and then don't and then do. I don't believe evolving science explains why the definition of herd immunity was changed. I believe as you do that teachers should not be political actors teaching the nation's children what to believe, but they are and they have been for a long time. Which of these are crazy? I believe, though I fear you do not, that foreign nations do not prioritize acting in the best interest of the American people. I'm not sure how you came to occupy the position that we are a threat to other nations while other nations are not a threat to us. But I hope you reconsider and realize there are powerful nations that would like to see our nation collapse completely. First among these is China. I believe, though I fear you do not, that our country does not deserve to collapse. And in fact, our country deserves to be upheld and strengthened because our country provides the greatest chance at human liberty that has ever been bestowed in human history. You would realize this if not for your obsession with thinking the flaws in human nature can be fixed by experts hired by the government. You fail to realize that you prefer this view because it requires absolutely nothing of you. You accept that the smart people will fix it. You know, people like you. I believe, though I fear you do not, that tech companies who can know where we are at any time, know who we talk to, know what we believe, and know every last thing about the entirety of our existence, to the point where they can control our mood throughout the day if we use their products enough, are not our friend. When the tech companies censor political speech of your own family members in coordination with our government, which is meant to be serving us, the tech companies are dangerous. When the richest men in the world who have access to all this information spend hundreds of millions of dollars to win an election, they are dangerous. When these men enhance their net worth by trillions of dollars collectively during these two concurrent crises, they are dangerous. When the tech companies tell you they are preparing vaccine passports, social credit scores, and digital currency, they are dangerous. I believe, though I fear you do not, that when I profess a position about an important issue, it's my duty to know what I am talking about. If I don't, it's my duty to take seriously the views of people who tell me in good faith that they do. I believe, though I fear you do not, that if one side is unwilling to prove that they did not steal an election, that side has something to hide. I am sad to have to tell you this, but you're wrong. More terrifying for you than that, you are in the minority with your belief, which you could have known since before the election and would have if you didn't demand ideological purity in your life. You will recoil from that, thinking it's not true. You're very open to new ideas, you tell yourself. Perhaps you're not very open to the idea that you might ultimately be wrong and it's worth checking, which used to be called the scientific method. I believe, though I fear you do not, 
that if the government is forcing people to take a vaccine that cannot prevent them from getting a disease that cannot kill them and cannot prevent them from spreading the disease, then that government has intentions that do not include saving lives. If your vaccine protects you, why do you care if everyone else is vaccinated? If it doesn't, why should we be forced to take it just because you did? They already have booster plans. You are signing up for vaccine by subscription forever. You are pinning human freedom to compliance with the terms of the subscription, whatever they might be. It's inescapable that this discarding of freedom stems from a view that says human life has no inherent value. You believe this in service of people who sincerely wish to live forever. I believe, though I fear you do not, that herd immunity already had a definition before 2020. A vaccine that cannot prevent you from becoming infected with a disease nor spreading it cannot contribute to herd immunity. If a vaccine cannot contribute to herd immunity, why do you expect people to pretend it can? I believe, though I fear you do not, that if renowned experts, including the man who invented the mRNA technology, tell me the vaccine is dangerous and can permanently destroy my immune system, it is crazy to inject myself with an experimental gene therapy that cannot save my life from a disease that can't kill me, especially when I can still get the disease and can still spread it. I believe, though I fear you do not, that it is worth learning about antibody-dependent enhancement. But what do I know? I'm crazy. I believe, as you do, that the group of people calling for the segregation of another group or their elimination from society are historically the bad guys. I believe, though I fear you do not, that if I accuse someone of a serious misstep and their only response is, there's no evidence, that person should not be trusted. I believe, though I fear you do not, that voting rights are more threatened by the resistance to audits than by requiring voter ID something 82% of black Americans agree we should do. If they ran proper elections, they could solve the problem by allowing them to be properly audited, which they have not been. You think audits occurred, I know. You think this because you know next to nothing about the subject, which you will admit if you are honest. I believe, though I fear you do not, that pretending audits are dangerous by connecting them to what was provably staged on January 6th, 2021, after justifying rampant political violence for months on end, is a mark of low moral character. This is yet another mystery you could easily solve for yourself if you didn't assume you were correct automatically on something you know next to nothing about. You use this issue to further justify your hatred of people you do not know and actively try to avoid. You hate them so much that you consider disconnecting from them in your life. You determine they are dangerous, even though they're the ones who've been harmed while you have not. I believe, though I fear you do not, that it is a crime against humanity for an illegitimate government to hold my fellow citizens in solitary confinement for months because they walked into the Capitol building, ushered in by the Capitol Police. You have likely seen these videos, though perhaps not. You told yourself that the videos must be a lie or not representative. You told yourself this lie to hold on to what you were told by the television. You use this issue to justify your hatred. You use it to justify hiding a stolen election. You hide that theft because of your hatred of the country and of people like me. I believe, though I fear you do not, it is a crime against humanity that January 6th political prisoners are being held based on a staged insurrection where the only people killed were Trump supporters.
The government is holding back 14,000 hours of security footage from their attorneys, trusting that enough oblivious and uncaring people will trust the television and agree they are terrorists for protesting an election that was obviously stolen. The evidence is, in fact, overwhelming. It has been for the entire time, but you did not care to look. If by this point you try to convince yourself that I must be crazy, it's important to remember that you're insulting me while doing so. You're making claims about countless issues you do not know anything about beyond what the television has told you, and you're telling me I'm wrong. You're telling me I'm crazy. And yet you refuse to consider that I might be right. You don't even hear me out. You simply assume you're right because being right is a characteristic of people like you. Do you understand how insulting that is? But it's not just the television, I know. You also read articles you've been encouraged to read by an algorithm that curates what you're shown and knows everything about what you want to see. You feel secure knowing the names to 20 mainstream news websites. It's what you call reading multiple sources. Sometimes you only read the headlines, especially when it's one of the sources you don't trust as much. Apple News or Google or Yahoo or Facebook directs you to each and every one. That's how you know your information methods are good. You see a variety of sources who all agree. That would be impossible unless they were right. Right? Aside from the things you decided I might be right about, that is, does it feel strange that you take comfort in believing the totality of what everyone else believes, knowing you got it all from the same places? Is that the meaning of truth? I am not crazy, and you know it. You just don't want to explore the alternative, and that is how I know that you have never taken any of it seriously. That's why I'm writing this. There is still time. You see, if I'm right, and you already know that, then you are complicit in one of the greatest evils civilization has ever faced. If I'm right and you do not know that, then you have failed to respect the magnitude of the claim, dismissing it as crazy, and in doing so, you have remained willfully ignorant of one of the greatest evils civilization has ever faced, making yourself complicit in it. Let me be clear about what the silenced majority has been trying to tell you. The most powerful institutions in the world are interested in consolidating their power at the top and ensuring that their power cannot ever be put in jeopardy. It is blatant and obvious. They tell us they're doing it and then immediately create a diversion. It is well documented. The evidence is everywhere and it is overwhelming. These people do not care about you at all. They have convinced you to listen to them and punish you if you even consider not listening to them. You encourage the masking and vaccination of other people's children, just as they tell you to do. If you know the media is lying, now would be a good time to stop hating everyone the media tells you to hate. I know you have not considered that I might be right, because if you had, you would be deathly afraid of what your own future holds. At this point, if you feel that I have been insulting you throughout, please understand that this is an act of love. I know powerful forces have driven you to the position you are in and that you don't want to be in a hate movement. You are just trying to do the right thing. At some point in this process, as life plays out over the next few weeks, months, and years, you will find out with certainty that I am right and I have been. About any and all of this, I was never not right in relation to your position. Where I have proved inaccurate objectively, I was still in the ballpark. You were exactly wrong about all of it, because it's not about how many facts 
you know, compared to how many I know. That's not what being right is. The facts upon which all of your slogans are based simply are not true. The slogans are nothing but advertisements for the party of false decorum. The price of their product is your freedom in your mind. It matters that I am mostly accurate in the real world while you are completely wrong and not even reporting from reality. What I know can inform good judgment and stands the test of time. What you know can achieve nothing but keeping certain people in power. That's what you will understand. When you reach that point, you may feel the urge to still pretend that I was not right and you were not wrong, but that things had merely changed. You all tried that with masks. You need to understand that everyone is laughing at you when you wear them. You're not protecting anyone. You're simply marketing yourself as someone who wants to be known as a savior of the vulnerable. You will do anything necessary to be known as the savior of the vulnerable, including destroying the vulnerable. You will accept the reality where things are different than you thought, but you'll deny blame once again. You didn't do anything wrong because ultimately you just couldn't get past Trump's personality. You'll hold on to that, imagining it will alleviate your moral responsibility. You'll still be the hero, even though you got everything wrong, because you were really doing right. Trump just really is that bad, and you'll just never like him. You fail to understand that the same thing that made you wrong about everything else has also made you wrong about that. You will fail to realize this because of the hate you feel for his supporters. You can't forgive Trump because that will mean that those people were right the whole time and those people horrify you. They horrify you because they are happily not members of the party of false decorum. And that makes no sense to you. They represent some or all of the things you know you cannot be, at least without being reprimanded by the party. First among these is free. The country is being destroyed. This is something you claimed was happening for four years. You claimed the solution was to give people like you full power and control. It should be clear now. This notion is so completely wrong that your failure to accept its wrongness should be immediately disqualifying in conversation. If you are a person of any integrity, this should be a source of shame for you. And if it is, you should recognize it in full. You know you made a bad decision. You need to accept why you made it. Your favored leaders are calling me a terrorist. You know I'm not, but rather than realizing there could be others like me or that perhaps I am representative of people like me and none of us are terrorists, you tell yourself I'm one of the good ones. The rest, though, are surely evil, even though you don't know any of them. The feeling you're experiencing is hatred and bigotry, and you tell everyone you're on the nice team. How could I be the problem, you ask yourself? I don't even participate in these issues, you think. Failing to realize your detachment is the problem. All I did was vote, you say. Everyone knows that voting doesn't matter. And what gave you that idea? It is your right as an American to remain blissfully ignorant and go on enjoying your life. It is your right to say what you want and think what you want and support what you want. You are allowed to be wrong. You are allowed to be tacitly complicit in one of history's greatest evils. But shouldn't you at least consider what it would mean if I was right? If I was right, you are a good German. Nazism came back around in your lifetime and you failed to realize it because it has not yet come for you, but it will. 
At some point, you will accept this. I hope you will make your amends where you see fit. I write this as an offer of my forgiveness and a notice that, for those who were not actively cruel, I will accept your apologies. My goal is not to hold this over you or judge you or punish you, but I can only speak for myself and the people like me. I cannot protect you from your judgment of yourself and it will come. You have made yourself known to your allies and enemies alike. You have declared allegiances and taken great care that your allegiances would not be in doubt. You have called strangers racist, homophobe, xenophobe, and Nazi, while giving superficial justifications for why the Nuremberg Codes don't apply to the current situation. The suffering of your family, friends, and neighbors left you unmoved. Do you expect everyone will forget? You know they will not. But they will forgive you. You will not forgive yourself. Your shame will be unyielding. It will be your permanent state, and it will haunt your every thought and interaction. This is not a curse. It is a warning. I hope you will heed it. There is still time left, but it is quickly running out. This work appears on my Substack. I'm your moderator, .substack.com. To follow the information stream, what I'm thinking and reading each day as this period goes on, go to the Telegram Messenger app, t.me slash I'm your moderator. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You can join the discussion at t.me slash I'm reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator and the merch site is cancelcouture.com. You can also go direct to that at shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. I'll see you next time out on the range. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. 
On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab, and I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'mYourModerator.Substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel-couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!